Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. I know it's been a super crazy busy week here in Jefferson City and I know it's probably been really busy for you too. So I really appreciate your time uh, that you would choose to spend a few minutes with me today. And um, I want to first uh, look to some scripture and um, just take a minute to really consider God's heart. I think I just want to open us up in prayer today. Um, so Father, we just come before you today and I just thank you and I praise you for the opportunities you give us. Thank you so much for this government even that you've given us. It's a blessing and a gift given by you to uh, this people. And so uh, Father, I just thank you for that. It has served us well. It has protected the rights that you give us, the freedom that you give us. And Father, I pray that um, you would just continue to pour out your spirit upon Missouri, upon this nation. Father, I just, um, you say in scripture that when we come before you with humble hearts and we seek you first, and we repent, repent from our wicked ways, then you would heal our land. So Father, today I just repent before you for myself, on behalf of myself, my family, and, um, and the state of Missouri. And I know that we've done this before. I don't believe we have to keep repenting of the same deeds. But Father, I just I just ask that you would forgive us for the places that we have failed you for our pride and um, our lack of empathy and understanding and even a lack of obedience to your word and to your voice when you call us to specific places and things. And Father, I just pray that you would uh, begin to heal our hearts. We just open this space up to you, to your Holy Spirit. We just pray that you would fill us, that you would give us wisdom and discernment, that you would light our path and light our way, that you would help empower us to steward our freedom, the freedom that you've given us, this government that you've given us, and um, to do it well. Father, I pray that you would draw us back to you, that you would keep our hearts and our minds steadfast, um, pointed to you, and that you would just um, shine the light in the dark places in our own hearts and in our own spirits, that we would humble ourselves before you and um, walk in obedience uh, before you, Lord. I pray blessing and favor on all of the listeners today, their families, and um, our government, of course, on the great state of Missouri. Father, I pray that you would just um, shower our Freedom Caucus with blessing and favor, that they would have 
a weekend now of rest and recuperation that they would enjoy being with their families, being back home um, during these few days before they come back on Monday. So we thank you and we praise you for all that you do. We are looking expectantly to the future and expecting miracles. We are excited about the work that you're doing in the land, in the capital, and um, in all of our communities. So we, we ask for your will to be done and we are expectant and excited to see what that is. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So folks, I want to read just a little bit of scripture this morning from the 15th chapter of Matthew. This um, was kind of brought to me today. I had a meeting actually, I had a a Zoom meeting with someone from um, Jack Hibbs Church in Chino Hills today. That uh, That was fun. So there are some exciting things happening there. I'm hoping here in the next few weeks, uh, we'll see some things happening with um, that little project. But um, I had a meeting anyway, a Zoom meeting, and um, a few things came to mind in that meeting, and this passage of scripture was one of them. So in Matthew chapter 15, um, you know, this is just after Jesus had fed the 5,000, he had walked on water, he'd done all of these amazing miracles, and um, the Pharisees were you know, giving him grief. They were giving him grief, giving the disciples grief. They just didn't want to believe anything that he had to say. And um, they were basically saying, you know, why do your disciples eat without washing their hands? And um, Jesus basically called them hypocrites and said, um, in verse 7, chapter 15, verse 7, he says to them, he's speaking to the Pharisees. This is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees. You hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of man. And after he called the multitude to him, he said unto them, Hear and understand. Not what enters into the mouth defiles the man, but what proceeds out of the mouth. This defiles the man. And uh, this piece of scripture today reminded me of so many churches in America today. They're teaching these doctrines. They're teaching traditions, um, but not really the heart of the Father. And... um, You know, when we're saying a lot of things, but our actions aren't following, I think that that is a problem. It's scripture says they worship in vain. Those who are just teaching doctrines and precepts of man. And in so many ways, I just believe that that's what the American church has done for so long. We've just, um, you know, gotten into our patterns and into our habits. And the habits aren't bad. The traditions aren't necessarily bad. But um, when we're not being um, attentive to the Holy Spirit, when we're not willing to to truly make Jesus the Lord of our life and follow in obedience, do the things he's called us to do, um, stand up in our culture, um, participate protect and defend the gifts that he's given us and actually do the things when all we're doing is sitting in a church pew on Sunday morning, um, you know, 
partaking in these traditions, our weekly traditions, then I think that we become the hypocrites like the Pharisees. So my prayer today is that that would not be me, that I would um, always seek after the Holy Spirit in my life and follow what it is he's asking me to do, even when it feels really hard. Because I'm often reminded these days also of a scripture out of Revelation that basically says it lumps cowards in with all of the rest of these sinners. And it basically says the cowards are going to hell too. <laughs> they're not, they're, they're not uh, looked favor favorably upon. So um, my prayer for myself is that I would hear clearly the Holy Spirit, that I would be attentive to his word and to what the Spirit's asking me to do that I would let go of the plans and the expectations and the traditions of man to walk in right relationship with the Holy Spirit and be obedient unto him, regardless of what that looks like, and that I would be brave um, in doing that. So my prayer is exactly that for the rest of the church in Missouri, that we would start actually stepping out of this conversation I had with a gentleman from Chino Hills today. We were talking about how it just... It just seems that there are very, very few pastors here in Missouri who really are willing to step out and um, get involved in these conversations that have to do with government, that have to do with policy. Some some pastors won't even bring up the topic of abortion uh, because they're afraid of uh, upsetting people in the congregation. They're uh, they're nervous about that, and I understand that. I know that it's not easy. But I believe we have been called to do hard things. I believe that we need to stand for truth and for righteousness. And I believe that there's a way to do that um, and still honor, you know, every church at this point, every church has probably several women who have had abortions or and or men who have participated um, in abortion somehow. And so, you know, if for no other reason, those those individuals in our churches need to know that they're loved and that if they're struggling uh, from those decisions, if they're struggling, um, you know, in the fallout from those, that there's healing, that there's deliverance, that, that if they need to be ministered to, that we're here, we're available, there's no judgment, um, and they need to be served in that way. They need not to be afraid to talk about it. Uh, so I think the church is doing a disservice, um, not only in uh, the fight to um, for life, but they're missing out on opportunity to minister to a to a group of people who have been involved with abortion and um, are suffering. So um, anyway, I I kind of bring all that up to say a lot of the conversation today was surrounding. Um, you know, the ratification process to our constitution. And uh, that's that's kind of how that came up. But I wanted to come back here and update you about what's going on in Jefferson City in the Capitol with that process. So we were able, it was a victory. I know I said on the last podcast that that ratification bill uh, did come through the committee. And I was kind of hoping we'd see it on the floor this week, but we did not. So there was no further movement with our ratification bills. I think it's SJR 74, Senate Joint Resolution number 74. It's going to be carried by Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman. Right now, it is um, concurrent majority ratification, and it's based on the House districts. So there's a couple of ways this could go. I'm hoping that um, it might pass out of that 
body out of the Senate chamber clean, uh, just like it is with no changes. Uh, but there could be some changes, so we'll discuss those as that happens, but it definitely will not be until next week. And at this rate, I would say probably um, even maybe Tuesday before it would come up on the floor. So that's where we're at with that. Tomorrow on the podcast, I'm going to have Senator Bill Eigel here with me. So be sure that you come back for that. We're going to talk about, uh, just kind of recap the week and talk about it again from his perspective. And we're going to give you just some, some more education around this issue of our Constitution, why concurrent majority is preferable, what the benefit is in that, and why we would want to do it. And um, then also today, I want to remind you that next Thursday, so a week from today, it's February 8th, I am hosting worship and prayer inside the Capitol building in the Rotunda. We're going to start at 1130. This is the second month in a row that we've done it last month in January. It was a wonderful time. We had a, it was just so blessed. I was so blessed. And I believe that the people who came were blessed. And I believe that'll be the case also next Thursday. Uh, We have a worship team that comes in from St. Louis, from Kingdom Church, Jake and Heather Metheny. And um, they're wonderful. And it's just a really relaxed um, environment, more like a prayer room than really a prayer um, service. So it's a lot of worship and uh, just an environment where you're free to worship and pray as you're led. We will pray together, of course, and you'll have some prayer points there on your chair and and a little bit of guidance and instruction, but it's just a very free, open environment where we're going to um, have some wonderful worship and um, then be able to pray just however you're led. You know, it's just one of those atmospheres. I want you to be led by the Holy Spirit and pray as he leads you. So if you want to sit down or stand up or walk the halls or pray with a friend, or if you feel led to pray over someone or go to someone's perspective, specific, (laughs) Uh, go to someone specific uh, at the Capitol, maybe one of your legislators or their staff or somebody like that, Um, you are just free to do so. And um, it's just a really, really wonderful time. You know, when we spend so much time focusing on the policy and and, uh, getting things accomplished, uh, it's easy to shift our focus away from where it needs to be. And so this session, we just want to give everybody the opportunity to um, come together, remember uh, that back in the Old Testament, they sent the worshipers out first when they were getting ready to do battle. And uh, so that's what we're doing uh, every month, the first week of the month where you're worshiping at the Capitol. And uh, I just want to invite you to be part of that anytime you'd like. So this month, it's um, a week from today. February 8th, and next month, it'll be the first Wednesday of March, and um, then we'll do it again in April. So mark it on your calendar. If you can't come this month, maybe you can come next month, but it's a great time. And let's see. Oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about today is, and we have talked about it here before, but I'm going to start talking about it again, and I'm probably going to repeat this message Uh, several times in the month of February because it's coming up on March 2nd. In the state of Missouri, 
beginning this year, we will not have a presidential primary election as we have had in the past. Um, a couple of years ago, in an election bill that they passed, they did away with the presidential primary. And so now what is going to happen is a caucus system. And that caucus is going to take place on Saturday, March 2nd. All over the state, in every county, there will be a caucus. The Republicans will caucus and the Democrats will caucus. And that is how it will be determined who the Republican nominee will be for president. There will be no, there will be no presidential primary in August. Uh, if you want to have a voice, if you want to participate in which Republican is on the ballot for the presidential election in November, you must attend the caucus on Saturday, March 2nd. The doors will open, I believe, in most places they'll open around 8 o'clock and the doors will close at 10. So you must be there well before 10 o'clock. There might be a line and you have to be inside the room before 10 o'clock when they shut the doors. And they will not reopen the doors until the caucus is finished. It will be very much beneficial if you pre-register on the Missouri GOP website. And I will link that in the blog. Um, if you look down in the show notes, there's a link to the blog. And on the blog, you're going to find links um, to all the things that we've talked about today and just some more information. So you need to pre-register on the Missouri GOP website. And let me give you a little hint about that. That website's a little bit persnickety. So be sure that you click the button that um, takes you to your voter registration information. It'll take you to the Secretary of State's website. You'll put in your information, click enter, and then that will bring up the information, your voter registration information. Whatever information you entered when you, um, you know, filled out your voter registration card. Look that up first. Keep that in one window open. Then open another window and go back to the Missouri GOP website to fill out the pre-registration for caucus. You're going to want to enter the information exactly, exactly like it is on the Secretary of State's webpage. It's all capital letters. So, and it will show up that way on the Secretary of State's website. So when you enter it on the pre-registration form on the Missouri GOP website, it has to be all capital letters, just exactly like it shows on your voter registration information. So be sure that you pre-register and um, that will give you a registration number. You'll get an email that confirms. And then if you've already done that, then you'll get in quicker uh, when you go to caucus. Otherwise, you're going to have to get out your photo ID and they're going to have to double check your name and all of your information and compare it to find your name on the voter rolls and compare it that way. So that is that's going to take more time. Hopefully they'll have two lines going, you know, one, one for people who've pre-registered and one who have to be checked. But if you've already pre-registered, uh, that's going to get you in the door quicker. 
So I highly recommend that. You need to pre-register for every member, voting member of your family, fill out a separate registration form so that everybody has their own separate registration number. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, be sure that you mark Saturday, March 2nd on your calendar, um, definitely the entire morning. Hopefully it'll be fairly well organized and it won't take more than a couple of hours. But don't plan anything I'm going to clear my calendar until about two o'clock that day so that I leave plenty of time to uh, be there as long as necessary. Now, one of the things that they're going to do at caucus besides uh, determine the presidential candidate that wins in your county at this point in time, of course, that would either be Nikki Haley or or Trump. Um, they're going to deal with the presidential election. But then aside from that, they're also going to be talking about the Republican platform. So it's really important that we have good Republicans who believe in, uh, who have a biblical worldview to show up at caucus, not only because of the presidential election, but because they're going to be revising the Missouri Republican platform. And we need to have a voice in that process. You know, there are several Republicans who are wanting to change some of the things in the platform. One of them has to do with um, marriage. There are, um, I would say, a fair amount of homosexual Republicans or Republicans who would find themselves um, in the LGBTQ category who would like to see same-sex marriage included in the Republican platform. I don't agree with that, so I would be, um, you know, voicing my opinion for biblical um, marriage. And uh, let's see what else. There are a couple other things, I believe, that, um, oh, another issue would be uh, the, there is a group of people who would like to see the LGBTQ um group of people actually protected um, in the civil rights language, just the same as race and religion is protected. And if that were to pass, if that were to become part of our of the Republican platform, then you would probably see me leaving the Republican Party. But um, that would mean, if they pass that type of policy in Missouri, that would mean... Um, the best example I can give you is that, you know, the person who didn't want to bake the cake for the same sex marriage would have to bake the cake. It would affect a whole lot of different things. It would affect our Christian colleges. It would affect, um, you know, the, Bab the Southern Baptist Convention um, have placed, they've got a, a, a placement, contractual placement service. Basically, they place foster kids. And so if that were to pass, then they would be required to place foster kids in homes with, um, you know, parents of inside the LGBTQ community, which right now they're not willing to do. And um, so it would really put us in a place, especially business owners, where we would um, not truly have our freedom of expressing our faith and our points of view in regard to that. So there are some important things in regard to the Republican platform that uh, we need for lots of people with biblical worldviews to show up and to um, voice their thoughts and to have a vote. 
Um, let's see what else. So they're going to deal with the platform. They're going to, um, they'll be voting on the Republican candidate. And then they'll also be selecting delegates to go to the next caucus. So this caucus system um, is a little bit confusing for those of us who've never participated before, but it all starts on the county level. So each county will have a caucus. And in that county, depending on how the vote goes, you'll select delegates to go then to the next level. And the next level would be either the congressional caucus, and then there's also a state caucus. So out of your county, depending on the, on some different variables, there will be a certain number of people who are um, chosen or elected out of the county caucus to go to the congressional caucus and also the state caucus. So um, you need to be prepared. You need to be thinking about if that's something that you would be willing to do. The Congressional Caucus uh, shouldn't, should probably just another Saturday. You might have to drive a little bit, but not too far because, you know, it's there within your Congressional District. But the State Caucus is going to be held in Springfield. So you would be required to drive to Springfield if you're going to participate in the State Caucus. And all of your expenses would be on you, those aren't covered by anybody. Those are personal expenses. So if you needed to spend the night and all of your food expense would just, would be on you. So if you're willing to do that, if you'd like to do that, you need to know before you go to the county caucus because they'll be um, asking for or searching for delegates who are willing to do that. And uh, then I think that after all of that is taken care of, um, the vote for uh, the presidential candidate and then the vote or the decision-making about the delegates going to the Congressional Caucus and the State Caucus, then the Republican platform. All of those things will be addressed at caucus. When all of that business is taken care of, then it will be over, they'll open up the doors, and you'll be free to go. So the important part is that we have as many people there to participate in this process as possible. And um, so I really encourage you to pre-register uh, I will put the link on the blog for you, pre-register, make sure you do it just exactly like the Secretary of State's website um, reflects, and then um, be sure that you mark your calendars for March 2nd. You can also mark your calendars for a week from Thursday, February 8th, for Worship in the Capitol. We're going to start at 1130. We'll be finished uh, before 1 o'clock, so it'll be a great day. It'll be a great time for you to connect with your legislators. And gosh, that's about it for today, I think. Tomorrow, Senator Igel's going to be here on the podcast with us, so that'll be a great time. Uh, be sure you come back to listen for that. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.